0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first part of the Yellow Wolf Ghetto Cowboy Review. It's the Headspace podcast. It's the, this is the show where we break down the new hip hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and today I will be running through Yellow Wolf's Ghetto Cowboy album. It is currently 11 p.m. at night. The album has been around for a couple of hours because thankfully yellow wolf released the thing on youtube at uk's the united kingdom's midnight so kudos yellow for releasing ghetto cowboy early enough for me to get through the first half of the album track by track running through it so keep in mind a couple things for this little review here it's later than i should be doing a review so Hopefully my neighbors don't call cops or anything like that. Um, I haven't slept on a project or anything. It's like literally not out on Spotify as I'm recording this review for me up in Montreal. So part two will be tomorrow. I'm going to record it after I go to bed and whatnot. And that will be the second half. I'm also going to sleep on the album and in part two i'll let you know if like any thoughts changed on the first half of this review also if i am a little bit quieter it is because of the hour i'm trying to be closer to the mic and hoping that after all said and done this uh yellow wolf ghetto cowboy review has a good audio quality it might not but alas the room will be improved in the next six months or so Anyway, with all that said, um, you can check the description of the video to skip ahead to when we'll start talking about each and every song. Um, On that note, though, I do recognize I'm not a professional in this. It's just the format. We started running through it, doing these album reviews, trying to appreciate the art of the album. Well, that led us to this moment where Yellow Wolf dropped this album on Halloween of 2019, the day Montreal mo- tried to uh, move Halloween to another date. Anyway, it's like a crazy rainstorm with like big winds up today, but the winds will be more vicious tomorrow, but there won't be rain. I'm not sure which is worse for trick-or-treaters, but... In case you didn't catch this little tidbit in my little mini pre-review i did so i put like a 14 minute video out it's like a quick summary of my first thoughts on the album a new format you can check that out i'll link that in the description of this video if you do want to check it out um but on that note i do care a lot about what y'all think and i look forward to hearing what you think about anything but especially if you think because of bad weather halloween should be moved to november 1st i'm just really curious about that topic because it's super relevant to my life also i know i don't have a costume i failed i'm sorry i haven't even really left the apartment today um the beauty of being off of work anyway before we jump into it i care a lot about your comments and i look forward to hearing anything you want to say to me so if you make that comment uh, make that effort to comment i'll make that effort to answer your comment and as an example of that i went back to the yellow wolf trial by fire review that we did a couple years back i think it dropped about two years ago to this day almost and uh florian j said about seven months ago bit late with this comment but here we go about the writers credited yellow wolf was the producer and basically leads the music and probably arranges it. The other people credited as writers composed the music with Yellow Wolf. It's like a movie. The director decides how the movie should be shot, but not necessarily the only script writer. And I thought that was a cool comment because since that reviews come out, I've actually learned a lot about writing credits and how it's all supposed to be attributed and paid out. And that's actually a great way of putting it. So if you're the main artist who makes the top level decisions, you're like the executive producer. It's like the shot color then you got like the production side whoever makes the beats or whatever but then if you're working with instruments there's a writing credit given to each individual person who does its individual compositions but at the same time if yellow wolf's like bringing his vision to life and then person does his thing they're both technically writers at that part based on the law anyway i don't want to go too much into copyright law that's not why you're here um but yeah Special thanks to the patrons before we begin Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Bryant, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindo Williams, and Coney Sparks. Touch on that at the end, but shut them up while you're still watching. On that note, we're going to get into this Yellow Wolf Ghetto Cowboy review. And I like to start off all the reviews, contextualizing my familiarity with each artist to kind of manage expectations going into the album. What I mean is, um, in a lot of cases, uh, we've come to realize, I guess you could say, across the times of reviewing these albums, That depending on how long you've listened to an album or how familiar you are with an artist their history their story like if you've been listening to this person for 15 20 years versus if it's like the first time you've ever discovered this artist all of these different variables basically impact your experience with a given project so in all fairness most people coming to this review don't know me don't know my familiarity with yellow wolf so I think it's cool for me to introduce where I'm at with him my expectations a little bit for the project going into it so that you can get that same sense for me and then you can understand where i'm at with it now while in most cases on this channel we review stuff that i've like literally never heard of yellow wolf is absolutely the opposite of that I make music myself. This isn't really meant to shamelessly plug or anything like that, although it kind of is. It's more to promote the idea that my main influence as far as flow and tonality and, like, the person that I believe inspires me the most as far as, like, musicality and everything is Yellow Wolf. Like, if somebody were to say top influence, it's absolutely Yellow Wolf. I think he's he's absolutely brilliant. Now, I don't necessarily think every song on every album is next level, whatever, but... There's something about his flow, the way he just spits verses, the energy he brings to tracks, his his cadence, his wordplay that has just always enthralled me and got me hooked. His storytelling, the way he paints pictures, it's just amazing to me to a point where I'm I'm comfortable saying today that my favorite album of 2017 is still trial by fire by Ella wolf it, I think it's one of the most incredible projects I heard like it, it blew my mind like it, it like set a standard in, in a sense for modern albums for what I realized music like it could be like it brought shit back to the art of a diverse experience multiple styles and flows and to me it was just amazing and, and, and incredible um, and if we go back in his catalog I'm a lot more pick and choose. I do really like the Trunk Music tapes. Um I don't know if I've really listened to everything everything he's done, but like when I heard The Project with Ed Sheeran it was pretty dope. The stuff he's done with Travis Barker absolutely is is just incredible to me. Um anytime you see Tech Nine and Yellow Wolf on a track, you know it's going to be a good time and it's like he's just one of those names where Maybe it's just the Alabama flow or something to it, but there's almost never a time that Yellow Wolf shows up where like I feel bad, you know? Like it's just always exciting. Like even the Shady X5 uh, cipher, right? My favorite part was Yellow Wolf's like poetry bit that he breaks down in front of his house and shit. It was just like my favorite part of that whole cipher. So I have to say, there's something about the the way he blends everything together. The uniques I want, I don't know if it's like a hundred percent unique, but his twist on rock hip-hop fusion the singing the rapping all of it together just gets me stoked like every single time so i mean Trunk music three though it was a great project don't get me wrong i very much enjoyed it it was a different kind of project than trial by fire trial by fire is what i'm gonna call like a story project blew my mind next level loved it now trunk music three to me is more of a vibe album you put that on you hit play you vibe out yellow wolf does not disappoint you're maybe not meant to think as hard you're meant to vibe out a little harder because there's quite a few tracks on trial by fire that might not be like vibeable to the sensor they're more like deep pencils like you get into them trunk music was the opposite kind of album Another thing it's cool, that when we come up to this particular project, a Ghetto Cowboy, a little bit of a spoiler, is I think we're moving back more to that deeper, pensive thing, but there's still a vibe element to it. Don't get me wrong, but I think we're, we're moving closer the needle towards the direction of a trial by, fire on, trial by fire on this project. Anyway, it's called Ghetto Cowboy. I think that's a cool title because it kind of symbolizes, in a lot of ways, him he's the ghetto cowboy he's a cowboy and he's ghetto he's got that hip-hop he's got that southern and um and he kind of blends that together and it creates like the semblance of who he is so what i take from that title is that this project's going to be kind of personal and we're going to get like a story in a sense of who yellow wolf is or some kind of depth into his personality or something to that effect and i love the cover because it's just like a back shot of him on a motorcycle the motorcycle says slum on it you can see like a shed on the side of it. like he's just in the middle of some bayou swampland or some country or some something like that and it's just like it screams out yellow wolf, and it fits the current trend of not having a lot of text on your titles or anything like that just kind of letting the image communicate it like i could see how it works real well as a poster or something like that like it's really marketable It's subtle. It's not in your face. It's got a cool lighting effect that just makes everything in the background kind of blend together. And I think it really encaptures the spirit of his ghetto cowboyness in the image. And I thought it was cool. Anyway, y'all are actually here for the album review. I don't know how long I've been talking. That's okay. The first track's a skit. It's the Mama Wolf skit. So for real, this is a very intense experience, in my opinion, to start off this project. It is uh, Yellow Wolf's Mother who is speaking here in this tape at least i'm gonna assume i'm not like a gajillion percent sure and uh she's talking over this like in dark kind of do 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 kind of music gloomy like on a stormy feel to it like some serious ish is about to go down and then you listen to what she's saying and like her narrative is freaking intense so it's like if i come to where you at this is it there's no stopping me you will not get in my way no one will get in my way i just took our friend and i ran him into it and wrapped his hair around my wrist three times and i started wailing on him i'm like what is she saying she's basically describing this freaking beatdown, and our friend has a gun but it's clearly like a beat down of a particular person who has caused her harm or caused her like some kind of trauma is what I'm getting. Because in the following line, he goes, oh, Ms. Sheila, don't do this, Ms. Sheila. I respect you, Ms. Sheila. You fucking cunt. God's watching you. Like this, this the manic switch in the, the stuff he's saying. It's like imagine you're beating somebody down and this is the kind of shit they're saying back at you. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then like a, a fucking switch, like a demon possesses the person. I thought that was pretty powerful. And her friend had a gun on her and she like pulls it out and she's like shoot him shoot him in the leg don't let him get away the guy's like don't shoot me and then she just kept beating him down then the cops come and arrest her and she's just like i didn't care I'm smiling ear to ear in my mug shot and you know i ain't caught for this bullshit. i can handle myself i don't even need a weapon and she just basically describes this savage beatdown but if like she could do it again And then it implies like a pop. You hear this gunshot and Yellow Wolf just yells out, ghetto cowboy. Like, this is the introduction. This is my mother. This is where I'm coming from. Now, if we just contrast the trial by fire where it's like he comes into this country bar and he just kind of like, oh, Yellow Wolf and his boys looks here. And then they start, like, you know, playing a little tune to, like, start off the album. Now, this is like Mama Wolf creating it's horror experience i'm like letting you know that that's the kind of place he comes from that's what his mom is like his mom is savage like some I just picture, not to be like, like I don't know if it's racist or whatever, but like a redneck trailer park beat you down woman that you would picture in one of those TV shows where they showed redneck women like that. Savagery going on. Um, either way, I really like this introduction. I think it sets quite a tone for the album in a positive way. I think it brings you out of your world. And in the minute and a half that this track, this introduction is, it just, it just is, captivates you and it's something really like enthralling so i gave it a 4.5 on 5. i think it's one of the more memorable introductions um that we've come across this year and in general i think it's a great way to start an album it does its job of getting you out of your world bringing you into the world of the album and doing it using like what sounds like uh, his mom telling a story of a savage beatdown i mean if mama wolf's crazy then you know that yellow wolf's an unnatural born killer i mean this starts off and i believe it's produced by brian jones the producer who i'm not sure i've ever heard of in terms of production credits but allow me to be abundantly clear uh this is a particularly great beat It's got this weird sound to it. It's got this, like, it catches you off guard. I believe it's synth-driven, but it's got this, like, kind of bop to it where you're just, it doesn't really sound like any lane I can think of right now. It just kind of pops in, but it also just totally makes sense for Yellow Wolf. Like, it feels like a Yellow Wolf beat. And it doesn't feel like it's an anyone else beat to me. So, all things considered, I was like, that's really cool. And then the way he just starts spitting. Now, this, this had come out. I've heard this before the album dropped i was actually stoked because this single along with the other one ob taylor really got me hyped up it's almost just felt like yo Yellow's back in like the best possible way like when an artist drops a a track or and you're hoping it's gonna be dope and then it just is and you're like oh that's kind of what i come to expect from yellow wolf at this point but uh i'm lyrically it feels like he's creating an ambiance following up what his mother what had just put forth, you know? So I'm pulling that chopper out that driveway. The tires leaving prints. My denim is blood stained still. Last night was a close range hit. Barroom is empty in smoke. Billowing from the chimney tip. Back wall to the concrete drips. Creek water in the plastic gets sipped. So you just have this, like, you know, picture where I guess chopper, I don't know. I guess that's a motorcycle, but it could be a gun. I'm not sure. I think in this context it's like him coming out on the motorcycle, you know, but maybe it is with the gun because his denim's all stained. Last night some close range situation. Maybe it was a bar fight. Maybe it was like everybody lit up off the whiskey, but it just kinda paints this picture. Creekwater is actually his whiskey brand, so he's kind of, you know, pimping out his own shit in the middle of his bar. So people kinda getting uh, you know, you just picture having some whiskey in the flask and like the, the situation and it goes down. Okay, these bitches at rule bandanas tied on my head got a knot in that back set hanging on my side you see red opiate trailer is trashy and i like that line because it plays like it's opie but i believe he's saying opiate tr- taylor and it kind of sounds like trailer so it's almost like on the one hand you got the red opie taylor hair being so trashy but on the other hand how like the trailer park and the whole like vibe of where he come from being so trashy it's American born to be trashy they took my ass to the city I just don't know how to act classy and I like that line because I kind of relate a little bit to that experience I like to bring this up when I can't I come from like the welfare kind of life once upon a time and now I'm in the middle class kind of life and while I was always I in the city and I'm not really a country boy by any means there is a huge class differential between the way you're supposed to act when you're poor and the way you're supposed to act when you're middle class is what I kind of learn and so I kind of get where he's coming from when he goes to the, the city you don't know how to act classy when you're around those kinds of environments and you just listen to him and you know he's just got that like unapologetically southern attitude that he comes from um black feather hanging out the hat just sort of punk see me coming and then from a tribe called broke so i'm not breaking or running and i like that because it's you know kind of playing up on a, a tribe called quest there and because he's from this blind of being broke also He's not really worried about your shit He's just going to keep pushing So fuck all that racism bitch And fuck who you roll with I'm a white boy from the south And I'm on that some new south shit And I kind of really like this whole verse I know I ran through the whole thing But I feel like It just is this unapologetically powerful statement of who he is. He's from this grimy Southern situation. I feel like the flow he hits is technical in a way where his pauses and his use of timing really just bounces off the beat magically in a really powerful thing up until you get to that chorus where it just blasts out with it's unnatural i'm a natural a natural born killer and he just kind of repeats it a lot and slams over the beat as it gets bigger and it just it just feels right it just feels proper like you can tell that yellow wolf appreciates the detailed composition of like timing and songwriting and how to just like go from it being a series of ideas and a series of verses into being like a complete sonic experience um a second verse follows on in a in a similar kind of tone setting way like the cigarette is burning inhaling secondhand smoke the paper walls of the tailor diapolated and broke there's dicky suits in my closet back to the same old shit i'm either flipping that wet or your boy is hitting a lick And he just kind of continues to paint out this whole situation about where his life is, where he's come from. I'm kind of pointing out, I'm about to take the great white, go make soup with his fin, I ain't got time, bitch. I'm tied up to no loose ends, to take the fake motherfuckers around me, I need no new friends, that's unnatural so i feel like in this verse and i know i skipped out the middle part we're looking at him kind of like tom's going on and he's got this dedication and this fire inside of him and he's kind of looking at his life from the slummy situations and maybe he's doing some illicit activities and it's just this repetitious cycle but when you get to that part about the great white you get the great white shark it's kind of like that moby dick it's like you have that big vision of that big thing you want to go capture and you want to go get and it's like i believe in this case it's the rap career it's about getting this thing for his life it's better you universe for himself so when he's going on his journey it's like he doesn't need new friends fuck that shit it's unnatural he's coming in he's got his i guess his squad he's almost implies a lot like he's a solo rider able to just kind of take care of his own Either way, the way he rides this beat, the way he flips the tone, the way he just sounds like he's unapologetically him, there's like this swagger in the delivery where I think he just connects it all. I think the beat is, is flawless. I think the production is excellent. And to me, this is absolutely a five on five. I really like it. But keep in mind, as you go through this, I am extremely biased towards loving Yellow Wolf's general sound. On that note, let's talk about a character from the andy griffith show opie taylor so what i like about this project is it kind of has this like looking back feel on it so far like the first track has like the mama talking the second track kind of has him spitting almost like projecting who he was and who he is but like from a perspective of his roots and in this song i think we're doing a very similar thing but first of all can we talk about the hook that is that whistle bit in the beat that do doo-doo-doo, do 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 like that melody the way that it just hits in oh man it's been stuck in my head since i first heard the track a couple of weeks ago uh, i just is nice like this is the first track i heard uh but what dj clever did on that beat and it's weird dj clever made the beat for this one but it was in the music video for the other song and i uh, i don't really know how that happened either way so he creates this insane beat and then yellow wolf comes in with like that singy rap flow and i think like this is it this is one of my favorite yellow wolf experiences where he has that like well mama sent me down at to mapco bc pattison a bag of tobacco and he kind of just rolls through with that melody pretty much the whole way through the song but he he changes up the timing in like every line to make sure that while the melody kind of stays consistent and he's always hitting it where he's supposed to be he changes the timing so that like the rhythm if you were to like break it into how many syllables match the melody each time is kind of something a little bit different and i thought that was always fun and it's one of my favorite part of yellow balls flows is how he just kind of can just be so diverse with it. And then I learned that Mapco is like a daypaner. A depaner is what us Quebecers call a convenience store. I just... It's not natural for me to say convenience store. So I go at daypaner. Anyway. And then it seems like his mom sent him to the store. To get some shit. And her boss is an asshole. And she's just spit on breaking her back. And he just needs a rope with a lasso. To catch a pot of gold. And get past the hassle. To get his mom a castle. A pink Cadillac with the matching tassels. And you just feel like this poor environment where his mom is working so hard to just make sure everything gets put together and he just has this strong desire to like make it so that he can do something amazing for her like get her this amazing pink Cadillac you know take his daddy on down to Florida so he can get a base boat and not just get a base boat get the truck so that he can put the boat on the truck and drive the boat around like it's so specific like these are actual dreams that you can tell Yellow Wolf actually has that motivated his career to get to where he is and then he follows it like Lord I'm a dreamer I can't pay her she'll be on the line till daddy. Can can come save her and it, you get that interesting line because i feel like that's kind of talking about maybe the dreams is like he can't pay us and he can't have the dreams almost like like when you want a girl that you can't afford per se and it's just like a dream and Then maybe it's also commenting on the types of girls he's dating are the types that will be around until, you know, some kind of daddy can come save her, which might be implying just the all other side that can come from there. So it might be a double entendre for the types of girls he's been with. I know that if you're a poor white boy, you can do some surprising things with broken rich girls. Um. Could have been rich, a star, a ball player, but I got no cares, Opie Taylor, and it just kind of shows like all the things that you could have been with your life, and you let it kind of waste away in this carefree nature. So perhaps when in his youth. Uh, I don't know when he popped, but maybe in his early 20s or, and it wasn't necessarily working at first. There was this lack of ambition and it's like he's looking back and this general not caring attitude may have defined his whole life. But then he just has that Opie Taylor, but I got no cares Opie Taylor in that chorus and it just cascades out and it's really freaking dope to me. And you get that second verse where it kind of paints, like, almost like feel like he's a little bit farther on in life. Now he's a growing up and he's moving some products or whatever. And I assume that because he's got a quarter pound of pot in a shoebox and five ground stuffed in a tube sock now i mean it is totally possible a quarter pound is something that you would have for personal consumption but not many people i know like to go more than like two oz's of the same product before switching that shit up um five grand in a tube socks so evidently there's some money being up in here that isn't necessarily being tracked got no fucking credit to use it paid cash for my card to use lot small town trapped in a sinkhole still keeping it cool in the pistol me and dope's like green in a pickle yeah folk like hey stacked to a sickle and you're just like wow man so he's in this situation where he's moving dope and he's trapped in this small town and he's just trying to get through and he's like never really in school and he's getting up in the courts and he just kind of paints the small town and like this negative situation um he just blows smoke in the air he's raised by pirates cursed like a sailor and then there's a line he says here that really like hit me really hard because of my own personal life could probably get a job if i cut my hair so i've had actual problems at work over the length of my hair like you can see my bangs are like down to here i don't have short hair um and i realized on the way that if i were to like cut my beard off and like clean up my hair i'd probably make more money like i'd probably make like 15 20k more like a lot sooner type more money it baffles me and I guess yellow was the kind of free spirit where in his life is he's doing his thing. He just wanted to be him. And, you know, you end up actually having conversations with yourself. Like, yo, if I just like cut my hair or whatever, maybe I could get a job. But at the end of the day, you don't care. You want to be you. i Taylor. And he just kind of doubles down on that. And then the outro just has this beautiful beautiful musical instrumental flip up i'm a sucker for it it's got these da da da's you just like op 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 and it just like builds it and it goes for a a good minute or so and i think that like when done right these outros are just magnificently beautiful and it does a bit of a beat flip up to keep you engaged and to keep you hooked and on that note i thought it was just was just stellar um all things considered this track to me is another five on five i really really enjoyed listening to it and i mean it makes sense that these two were singles they're both like it's knocked them out the park bangers in my opinion um anyway let's move on to the seventh installment in a song series which you gotta give yellow wolf credit for keeping this alive it's box chevy seven this is like another one i feel that kind of paints the vibe of who he is and i feel like this album really is just turning into like this unapologetic statement of i'm yellow wolf let me double down on the things that i guess define my culture and i like how this starts off like it just the beat is so smooth i feel like like unlike the other ones which had more of like an intensity to them right this just kicks in and you're like hey you just want to vibe like i feel like you want to just lay back instantly when this beat kicks in um something to just point out that is like really worth mentioning um is how each of the three songs we've heard so far has been drastically different in tone in the way the beats sound in like the tempo and feel of them and the way that yellow Wolf hits each of these tracks is absolutely diverse and different and that's an important thing to make your album actually dope so i wanted to give yellow Wolf all the props in the world for that then i like the way he starts the verse if i see two maybacks i'm a park in the middle throw my keys at the butler didn't get him no idea i'm gonna walk up through the middle and it's just funny, right? You can just picture him coming in with his big old car, just sees two sleek little things parking up in the middle like taking up all the space. I feel like it's almost like meant to be like a fuck you and an insult to these other I guess fancier types of cars cuz he's coming in with his box Chevy, you know? Like this is that real shit in his mind. Um he's got a nice paint job on it and you know I guess it's really important to have a candy coat like i just didn't know that until southern rappers taught me about candy coats because as i like to point out every time we talk about the bouncy cars because i just picture these cars bouncing maybe chevys don't bounce but when i picture the south and cars i just picture bouncing at a certain point and cars in canada can't bounce so i'm always jealous of that but you get like the tone immediately after like money in his pocket but he's not sure how to act right clock in the glove box like a flashlight cub in the mop top in the back like zilla gorilla he's a killer that's a night night and you just feel like he's rich now or he's got some money he's got a gun ready to go he's going in like a little bit like like he's ready to go off like he this is like a regular thing in his world um he's got a chevy he's a letter crawl and he's got his pack ready i'm gonna make a call getting your racks ready and maybe we can talk y'all <clears throat> no we get down motherfuckers in Inch nashville don't get beat up and then talking shit on the woozy got crack lift him on his back lift his fucking feet up and then flows into the chorus. so you get the sense here that if you got money there's some moves that can be made some situations that can be had and if anybody wants to fuck around they're gonna get knocked the fuck out in a in a kind of a bad situation and then it flows into that really smooth chorus, where it's like, we just bad motherfuckers. Bad, and there's like a big pause there, it let's the beat really ride. He says, bad motherfuckers. It kind of just, again, lets the beat ride for a 2nd Lets it really sink in. And he's not being intense, he's almost soft with it. And then he kind of sings in, some bad motherfuckers better listen to this song, trying to be good, but they want to do wrong. So give me that low kind of tone, ghetto cowboys stay ready all night long, let him up. And you get to sense that, like, he's really going on about, like, how they are at night. They're ready to go. They, you know, you almost picture it, like, from a perspective of, I guess, a distribution network of folk ready to take care of themselves, maybe living a more tumultuous life than a little on the wrong side of the law will say. And they're just ready to hold their own. And this is just, like, his story, which I do believe is kind of related to some of the stuff that he's kind of come from. Um, and then I like how he kind of takes this chorus. I hear him gawking when they see me walk into my 1979 box, whatever. And then it's almost kind of sounds like at first people might make fun of the car to the point where, you know, he can, he, he kind of tells you're jealous and then he pops that trunk and nails it. Cause, you know, in the back he's got his stuff ready to go. If you think back to that fun track, Pop That Trunk, um, Pop the Trunk or whatever. And you just get the sense that people, are like, I you don't know, maybe kind of hate but at the same time this is the car for him and it's ready to go i just feel like there's a lot of pride in this and i I like to hook a lot it's kind of fun and then he does some real responsible stuff with the second verse if I get drunk, I'm going to leave her. Pick her up tomorrow. Don't get behind the wheel if I'm picking up a bottle. And I'm like, that's really good. That's very responsible of Yellow Wolf to continue on because he did the same thing on Trunk Music too. How he got drunk and took an Uber to Hooters. And here he uh, is not drinking and driving, which is very respectful. I kind of give that up to him. I like how he just kind of flows on the rest of this verse. There's not like a whole lot I have to comment on it. I just think it, it just flows like him in this southern way and i don't know like i had to go back to get it from my papa alabama georgia tennessee a recipe for disaster put to beat up me and the chevys like pastors to jesus It's say a haystack i'm that needle we just we just bad motherfuckers and again to me this verse is again context setting painting out that picture of who he is and so far i feel like on this album we have been able to take a look back into a bit of what turned yellow wolf into the guy that he is today and this is just another track looking at his youth but also with how his box chevy fits into the equation another ode to his car i do enjoy this song i gave it a 4.5 on 5 and a lot of it has to do with the crazy beat flip up at the end of this song again and so far each of these tracks has kind of had like a bit of a beat flip up and this is where he's got the oh get it get it but it just like it gets real nice with it and the way the production kind of adds to the track instead of just being because sometimes these people just put like like dr Dre's the worst at this they'll just let the same beat play for like 90 seconds like feel my beat it was so good it doesn't need vocals this shit it it keeps it alive it keeps it mixed up and it makes me enjoy the track more and so this one is the first non-five i guess of songs but still 4.5 solid jam already in this project i'm super excited and i can't even wait to get in there and talk about here i am so this song pulls a bit of a bait and switch on people um it starts off you got this, I'm the dude, and it's, like, mixed down and whatever. And it's got this kind of calmer vibe. Still, like, I think we've gotten a lot of guitars on this album. It's been a nice, like, kind of smooth beat. And the way he just sets this tone again, like, Catfish Bellies, premium gas, I'm fucking heaving with cash. I sprayed the ceiling with Louis Gade, a ceiling in the bath. Oh, you cash and feelings, homie, easy on I'm back. Catch smoke from a young band, you're gonna have to breathe in a mask. You know, it's almost like you get i don't know i feel like it just kind of keeps on a similar vibe we've been getting on the project more of him painting a picture with his words not necessarily saying anything directly but using his calmer voice to just really capture an energy of like a, i would say a, a, a negative vibe like not necessarily like horror or anything but the way he paints his environment almost comes off horror-esque you know like trap boy you are in need of an ass whooping because the way you look in me it makes me helium laugh and there's like laughing in the background of this and so you get the sense that this is somebody coming at yellow wolf and this is a little bit of his like response song so this is maybe his fuck the haters who came at me track in terms of the vibe even a grad student trying to be prudent will get tossed even his trash top of the morning to oh i'm so different to you hoping you prayed this morning that you say hallelujah and i'm like okay so basically regardless of your occupation or whatever regardless of who you are if you're coming at yellow wolf you're talking a little bit of shit in a negative way uh, i've come to realize this isn't like let's say me critiquing his music in a fair you know deeper way it's more like people going oh he has tattoos so he's a devil worshiper like that type of shit that he's pissed off at you know And given the hallelujah line, I'm assuming he might be talking about certain communities that do in fact care about Jesus more than others. And then I kind of like the Malcolm, you in the middle, your algorithm is screwed up. Cause Malcolm in the Middle is a great show, let's be real, but it kind of takes a generic name and is like, yo, your whole situation and your perspective is fucked. And part of that is going to be the algorithms of the social media and the way they twist views and things, which is alluded to with the Mark, Mark Zuckerberg I'm Tattooed Up line, Here I Am. Again, and I feel like in a sense, this might be just a kind of a backlash to online criticism about him and he's had to face throughout his career. And then, you know, you get this chorus, like, here I am, sitting in my chair, sitting here in my chair, minding my own business, this ain't even fair, what you said, I don't care, I don't want no problems. And it's just still kind of calm, and you're just like, okay, and you picture him just, like, sitting there, like, people are maybe attacking him or emailing him or messaging him or getting in fucking up his day with just opinions that are maybe unfounded or anything like that and you really just feel the the sadness almost that gets conveyed here as he's contemplating the situation of maybe haters and i'm assuming it's haters and then it's like the beat just drops flips up this bass comes out of nowhere the song punches you in the face and it turns into like that like sometimes i'll listen to some three six mafias uh for the energy that's coming from the i'ma whoop whoop i'ma whoop i'ma whoop this motherfucker's ass i swear and you just feel like you're ready to fight and go down like it's almost like you're sitting there and a the whole first verse he's like drinking and then he got drunk and he is now ready to fucking go and so the whole second verse is on the hyped up version of this beat with all the intensity coming in it's not calm the song has flipped entirely the tone and attitude which makes sense as he's saying shit like you done woke up a sleeping giant a heap of lions you done struck your hand on a pot that's still frying And i have been down this road so many times that i could drive it blindfolded drunk drop keys and hill uh keys and hill climbing bitch when i yell out uh-oh slumerican squad motherfucker uh brother rucker uh uh-oh salute the lowlifes you all up on me gambling that it's no price anyway you just get the sense here that he's still lashing out at um these conservative fucking yuppies but man here i am so i'm assuming that there's a lot of criticism he gets that i'm just blissfully unaware of because i don't come from the bible belt On the other hand, I am actually engaged in working on a musical project with two separate dudes in Alabama at the moment, so maybe I should ask them about this type of shit, because I am pretty ignorant to it, but it feels like he's sitting there, making his music, doing his things, and conservative media is coming at him. That's kind of what I take from this track, and this is almost like, I'm being me, I'm doing whatever, and now I'm going to have to fuck you up lyrically with this super fucking intense track and i really enjoy it i really like it it slams in even the here i am i feel like it's over the intense part of the beat the second time when the chorus comes in and then you get like a third verse outro thing that's still pretty dope where he's coming in and i really like when he's uh, near the end of it he's like better tighten your lip up i don't give a damn about none of your crew i'm about to do what daddy used to do and whip you and uh uh oh got a belly full of liquor uh oh so it's like now he's drunk he's railed up he's gonna come for you and i feel like this track has a seriously fun energy it kind of follows up the last one real nice um when i listen to it in the yellow wolf uh audio release thing because again it's not really out yet for me on spotify it is like significantly louder than the other tracks. So since this is recorded before I can verify that, we can all know together, including myself, in like a half an hour, if this is still the case. But for those of you that caught that, the the live stream thing he did uh, to release the album if you also noticed that that particular song was just louder than still riding or box chevy 7 in a very audible and noticeable way or maybe it's just the blasting nature of the beat either way 4.5 super fun calmer grimy i don't know i like it super intense by the end great experience let's move on to the sixth track on this project which spoiler alert sounds absolutely different than everything we've heard so far keeping it up with that habit is still riding so one thing i would have to say about this project so far is i do feel the songs are a little bit short like i would prefer him to throw on more third verses personally but i suppose this is the current rap trend to simply have two verses in most of your songs and i don't really think we got a lot of three verse tracks on this album i'll be completely real with you i think almost the whole project except for stuff with the features is two verses um i might be wrong but that would be like my main negative point to this album so far is i i just really like what he does with the three verse story arc songs and and his ability not to say that it is bad to have two verses but that would be my only criticism six tracks in is that all of these have been just two verse songs so far anyway so it's still writing this to me is like the hip-hop banger like the most true to form hip-hop song you're going to get on the album down to the chorus being something that's more wrapped out and not actually sang like almost everything else we've encountered so i like it man he just the beat just has your head bopping like the second it kicks into me this beat is scratching on it like it just it just kind of feels like you almost wish a little bit more there was more of this on the album but at the same time i don't know that i wish that because i think yellow bulb's versatility and ability to do a lot of stuff is cool but I'm very happy that this particular track is here to give us that, like, you know, proper hip-hop feel. And then it just kind of starts it with, Since I left in too much changed yeah, except for the pilot first class virgin wanna ride in a purple violet will stick beside your body. I put a word in, sneak you behind a curtain while I VAP park my bourbon. If the slubs can't, pardon, then fuck you. And I'm like, I'm alright. Again, it kind of feels tone-setty, but like, I'll, another, I guess, criticism I could make is a lot of this is just kind of feeling like Yellow Wolf describing a little bit of the circumstances of his world. Um, I don't know like, what level of depth I might want or expect from it. I feel like in some of the more upcoming songs on the project, we'll get that a little bit more in this case i do like the feeling of just him kind of blazing in like yo we're gonna it's almost like white trash party from eminem and like the vibe we're getting and then if you don't like the slums fuck you you know we'll take the parking lot and throw a 30 rock in a bucket my folks look like joe dirt with that club service lsd trip shit bitch is your knees hurting And it's just like, you know, this grimy, white, trashy feel to it where it's almost like he's just creating this like banger here for his people to ride through. And I can completely appreciate that. I really might not relate to the lyrics 100%, but like the vibe that he spits them the overall flow on this track is absolutely ridiculous like i think he wraps his fucking ass off here and he also does his job of like communicating the ghetto cowboy-esque feel that he's been trying to do you know bumping pig floyd and mayweather windows down on that gray monte carlo embedded rubber on concretes leaving trails on the pale leathers you know and then just comes on through uh then you get this really cool chorus where he's like yeah we went from canon to o's and the spaghetti o's to canon zeros, but a heavy load to stay so high but the chevy's lows and you're just repeating pizza and it's got this quick vibe to it and i think a lot of people can relate to o's as in like not having your money and spaghetti o's but then o's also being weed like you're counting up your o's like you're moving up your shit and then spaghetti o's like you're broke as fuck and you're eating the canned food because it costs 69 cents. And what, you're going to starve? I mean, growing up, there was a lot of alphagettis and spaghettios and the dinosaur-shaped ones and whatnot. Like, a lot of that did come from my background. So when I hear lines like that, I remember it. Like, my family always ate. I never want to put it down like we never had to eat. But um, there were certainly times where we cut that budget a little closer to budget than not, you know? What I thought was remarkable in terms of just the songwriting is in the chorus at the end with the still riding stakes are high. He leaves a lot of pauses to let the beat breathe and really just lets it kind of float so you can kind of suck it in. Let the chorus kind of impact you for a second. And then the way he starts the second verse, it's almost like... The chorus goes on a little later. The verse comes in a little early or something. But the timing on it's really cool. And then it just kind of drops in. Like like a classic chariot beating these 808s up, up, up. Area 51 pegging is something looking alien. no Christian Dior adorns this native son. Dripping Dixie since 81. Sipping whiskey since Raekwon spit hit page one. Nerd shit, that Gamma ray gun. I like it. Again, it's that unapologetic Like He's trying not to be posh with it. He's trying not to be flashy with it. He's that southern dude, you know? I like when he goes a little bit later on in this verse. Because I'm a Matrix in itself. A true song. Plus I hit the Oracle up. Red right? or Blue Phone. Yeah, make it like a little prophet. I got a knife from a wizard because I stayed the prophet. And... You really get the sense that he's kind of come into his own. And in this track, as much as the it's been a lot of the past that we've been seeing, I think he's trying to remind us that he's also got that swagger. Like, check it. I am a successful rapper. I have pulled this off. I have been talking about my past a little bit on this project. But at this point, I want to let you know that I'm still doing this. Yo, I've I've been gone for a quick minute. Not that he's actually been gone for a quick minute. This is literally his second album this year. But like maybe he's feeling like he's letting us know he's gone for a quick minute he's back he's banging this out <clears throat> um and just reminding us also in a sense i can still rap even if i have all this other like fusions to stuff so even in the sense of this album it's like i've been gone for a quick minute or still ain't much changed yeah but like well not a lot changed um in terms sorry i'm getting a little sidetracked here what i'm trying to convey is even though the rest of this project might be kind of new, when he's wrapped it up, even, you know the game, however it's flipped up, he's still able to manifest it in this diverse way and come in and kick up the hip hop thing. I don't really know where I was going with that, so sorry. Sometimes that happens in the middle of these uh, little diatribes I do, and I like to leave them in because I'm human, and honestly, this is just my like natural reaction to this whole experience. Either way, I like the way he he kind of rides out the beat in this song um i don't have a lot more to comment on it entirely except that it's under three minutes it kicks in uh, the second verse comes through it just ends doesn't do the whole on beat thing and any of the songs that are four minutes up until this point it's because there's been a good minute of beat thing at the end but still i like it a lot i'm giving this another 4.5 i don't mean to sound like any kind of negative i'm really enjoying this album experience i'm getting a little tired but i'm enjoying it i think the beats are stellar i think the way he rides the beats i think uh, is stellar every chorus i've heard so far has been really good and it definitely got replay value for me at this point like i'm not bored of it and i listened to every one of these songs four times before i started recording this review yeah it was possible with all the things i just sat there and i did half the album over and over again you know why because it's 25 minutes and it only took like two hours to do that to do all that re-listening and he put it out listened to it once give it another three things it's not actually that long um i'm not trying to be super critical it's just kind of where we're at with it anyway one more track uh for this first part of this review that we're going to talk about the halfway point well right before the halfway point of the album it's lightning there's a lot of rain in montreal so i wonder if there is lightning if i were to go up to y'all listening to this track and say i have a question for you guys and you were to say sure what's your question And I were to say, how many verses do you think are in this song? And you said two to me, you would be correct. There are still two verses in this track, and I don't mean to be a hater. Right off the jump, I gave this a five on five. I love this song but i love it kind of wishing there was more to it and that's kind of my feelings now i think with with, like that would be my main criticism i wish it was a little longer um it starts off with this little conversation between two people where yellow is like i'm done i'm getting out of here i want the storm to go away i don't want to work i hate this fucking town dude's like but bobby needs you and he's like fuck bobby i'm getting out of here and then he tells us this very interesting verse where it's a little bit drug dealery um tommy just got out of jail and then he repeats it like get out of jail out of jail and it kind of reminds me of that eminem track where mama had a baby and his hip popped off hip popped off hip popped. but like whereas eminem was fucking annoying on that song yellow wolf was actually really cool on this one two months he couldn't make bail repeats the couldn't make bail a couple of times But he's now out. Here we sit, whiskey bent, freestyling over cricket, chirps, how he would spit, then I went, loaded gun, death be flirt. And man, you just pictured him in the middle of the night, a little bit drunk, just fucking shooting guns and rapping and stuff in the middle of like the Alabama boonies. I don't know if the boonies is the right word for it, but still. Leave it up to the Baptist church, me and him are the scum of the earth. So if you're in the Bible Belt And maybe you're not playing right by the rules You guys are degenerate fucktards And get the hell out of here You're scum However, the way their attitude is They feel like two millionaires with a hundred dollar net worth And I love that line Because it shows this internal attitude of wealth And prowess and who they are But then he follows it up And it gets a little more nefarious Topic of discussion is that they know nothing As in the people coming at them Maybe the cops who put Tommy in jail Etc But they didn't find the other 20 pounds hidden in the oven. And that leads you to believe they got some stuff ready to distribute and they're good to go at this point. But then he flips it. Whatever happened to me and you? We used to go to Sunday school and we worked Monday to Friday and sometimes Sunday school a $500 check. And that's no disrespect. And that little part, it's like here we are. Happy about our 20 pounds of product ready to move and all this shit, conspiring in the nighttime, shooting guns and drinking. And then reflecting on how, at another point in life, we were just two good kids in Sunday school. Maybe we had these honest jobs and we made pretty good money. But then, nah, I'm a talent. You watch, I'm telling you, we had it all mapped out hip hop till we crashed out. I drank till I couldn't walk straight on the porch where we passed out. Nothing but trouble dealing with troubles of our sorrow and the clouds follow we was just like and then it kind of flows into the chorus and you get the sense that this was the regular world as they were dreaming right of trying to figure their way out almost conceptualizing their rap careers and how they were going to get them way out of the the current environment that they were living in which you can probably picture is working dead-end situations illegal stuff whatever the chorus is nice i really like it lyrically it's fine just like lighting in a bottle burning electric blue just like gunshots in a hollow echoing all night through this is how we shed our problems under the southern moon and then you're like up just like lighting in a bottle so we get all drunk and get all riled up and i get it that's country life i'm not a country person but city people do that too um, but the second verse is my absolute favorite just the flow of it it's like yeah it's 3 o'clock in the morning I got two packs of parliament lights and a dime bag and a bomber break and I just lay in the dark on the night on the bed of a buddy's truck who got it from his papa back when he died in a fire rescue and I never asked what happened like what a really specific verse like you just picture him and he's got his cigarettes and his little baggy of green and you know this whole situation and they're lying on a truck and it's his friend's truck and you know if some situation happened he doesn't know what's up and they're just listening to movies and he's got a good buzz going on and they're shooting out beer cans and he's dreaming and even though he goes some say that dreaming's useless full of pride and selfishness escaping that mental prisons like climbing the electric fence and that's a risk but a risk i'll take to better with because through hell i've been and i love that little notion he's putting forth here especially because there is a lot of people out there who will specifically try to take your ambition for success and flip it into some selfish notion where they kill your dreams so that you become a pleb for their machine and it's just messed up it's just some whackness. and to actually get out of the mental prison especially religious groups and things like that where they kind of institutionalize your way of thinking into not ever having ambition for yourself even though yellow wolf clearly has this within himself so now nah, he, he breaks out the prison, which feels like climbing an electric fence. It's a painful, arduous process. And he does it all, and he just f- freaking kills it. And then he flows on, you know. And besides the factory, uh, sorry, I can't share my dream with everybody. And besides to the factory, I clock in tomorrow. Into the room, I wobble. But the vision I follow, a storm was We was just like, just like lightning in a bottle. Then it really flows out. Beautiful outro chorus, beat flip-ups, all the good stuff we've come to see so far. But we really kind of picture him. Dream, having these wild nights practicing his rap game doing his thing coming to work hungover fucked up a little bit the next day grinding on through the day going back to another again flipping through almost 8 mile in it you know you picture Eminem in the factory in that movie and he flips around goes to the rap battles at night all with the hope and the dream of getting to this better place and I guess the purpose of the is to convey that even if the world trying to keep you down if you got that lightning inside of you you gotta let it break out you gotta be like that person smash on through fuck the conceptions and all that and i find it really uplifting really in the tone and vibe of stuff i find enjoyable and ultimately i think this is one of the better tracks we've heard on the project of the non-singles here this is my first five i'm handing out i love this song totally going to be uh adding it to my spotify playlist and i, I don't know i couldn't recommend it enough On that note, this will be the end of the first part of this album review for Yellow Wolf's Ghetto Cowboy Project. Sorry for hitting the mic there. Um, On that note, uh, I look forward to getting to the rest of this album for part two. It should come out as soon as I can get it done for y'all. Um but yeah so subscribe to the channel to keep your eye out for that like the video if you did like it and you can feel free to comment on this review your thoughts of the yellow wolf album so far or in general your thoughts on yellow wolf your thoughts on a review anything good like that uh if you make that effort to comment i'll make that effort to answer you special thanks to the patrons Ismail good chris prattle jonathan Barnes, dj black hurricane linda williams and connie Spars. they're dope they support what we do help us get a new camera helped us get on spotify and all that good stuff gonna help us get a website and they get you tell us what albums to review so if you want to see us review something in particular and you want to see it happen sooner than later that is the absolute best way for you to get that done and show support for the channel i dropped a project myself recently you can check it out on this channel links and all that in the description of this video so thank you all for watching live long and prosper